Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Kim, Marcy, and Katie. We are three women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. So grab your chair, come sit at our table, and let's talk. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Decades of Strength podcast. Katie Crocus here. I will be hosting today alongside Kim Schlag and Marcy Nevin. Ladies, how are you? Hi, Hi. Katie. Hi, Mars. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? Doing good. So what is happening in your spaces today, ladies? Anything exciting going on? Uh, I apparently got heckled by my daughter's boss about my walking speed this morning. Oh, heckler's walking my story, but I was, uh, my daughter had like a last minute. She's like, oh, I have this work meeting in the morning. She doesn't usually work meetings. I'm like, well, I have a podcast. She's like, it's at 10. I'm like, I'm sure it'll be fine. So I go, we go over, she's in the meeting. I'm waiting in the car and I'm like, I'm not just going to wait. I'm going to walk. I had a call. I get off and I'm literally just slowly pacing. I had a terrible cardio workout this morning. Like it was brutal. I was not like trying to go fast. I'm just like wandering. I'm like on my stories. And my daughter said in the middle of the meeting, her boss is like, if your mom's trying to exercise, she should probably try and go faster. Oh my oh. gosh. <gasps> oh my God. Hashtag oh, rude. <laughs> no, this woman used to be my basketball coach in high school. So like, she knows me, she was being funny, but I was funny. like, <laughs> I was like, now I want to go back in and defend myself. Well, I mean, you know, you're always being watched. Like I, it's remarkable to me how I I'll be doing something or I'll be at a stoplight and someone will be like, Oh, I saw you at this place. And I'm like, it is creepy as anything to know that at any given time, like you think you're not being watched. You, 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 probably looking are. At you. yeah, yeah. Uh, Kim, I gotta say, it looks like you're not wearing a shirt. I know no one can <laughs> see this, but us. I was hot. I just took my jacket off. It does. It looks like I'm naked. Look, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> This is my it long is hair. Hot. Look, we'll just pretend I'm I'm naked the whole episode. You were very casual about how it came off and your hair was placed in just the right spot. You look lovely. <laughs> we just make podcasting here sometimes. We're, we're off to a great start. <laughs> well, and Katie, your hair looks amazing. I don't it know does. what you did, but I really like it. Thank, well, like I, mean, I, 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 I was having a, a moment and um, sometimes when I do that, I, I chop my hair and I did it and I had a hard time with it. And actually with the humidity, it's kind of like puffed up a little and gotten some wave. Like I'm using this like, like sugar texturizing scrub that's supposed to give you beach waves. <laughs> so maybe, you. maybe you're looking at my beach waves, Marcy. I, it look good. I love it. Well, so wait, when did you cut your hair? Gosh, um, probably two weeks ago, like, okay. I, and, and they're extensions. And so they were kind of at the end of their time. And I just uh, decided that I was going to go, you know, one more round with them, but you know, I can go eight weeks with chopped hair. I really super, I have very fine hair, but I don't have much hair. So like, it looks like I don't even have extensions. Otherwise, if I didn't have them in, you could like just see right through my, the back of my hair. Like so those are still extensions at that length still. Yeah. These are extensions. I just chopped them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. It was good. Yeah. I would listen, if this was my, how my hair actually looks in real life, I wouldn't have extensions. Like I, this is all I need. Like I, when I first got them and they were super long, like I couldn't get in the car or roll over in bed or like do make a meal without getting hair in and stuck everywhere. And so like, I don't need the length. I just need a little bit of like volume. Cause I have none. So yeah, I'm, I'm digging it for summer. And you know what? Like, I love that have I been holed up in my office without a shower for day, for four days or have I been at the beach? Like no one has to know. <laughs> Be either of the two. Yes, I, I won't tell. Well, ladies, we should dive right in because we have such a good podcast today. Um, we actually have a guest. It's been a really long time since we've had a guest. And when the idea of having this person on came up, it was so immediately unanimous that we had to do it. Like, I don't think we've ever decided on a podcast topic as quickly as we decided on this one. And so I don't want to, hold off too long. I will just get right to it. Today, we are super excited to bring to the table Monique from Cocoa Bar in a Jar. And she has such an incredible story, not just the entrepreneurial side, but um, from the perspective of being a single mother, from the perspective of being in the same um, health and fitness space, experiencing uh, some tumultuous times with food and fitness herself. And so here today to share her story, to talk about what's to come, to be all around inspirational as she always has been, is Monique. Welcome. Hi. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you so much for having me. 
We're so I'm happy so to happy have here. you here. Yeah. You, oh my gosh. I'm your so stuff happy. Is so to be delicious, here. Monique. Like my daughter, Thank when I told you. her you were going to be on the podcast, she's like, you need to buy us more of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I need it, to send you more of my I'm stuff. Like, your latest flavor, that crunchy one, what is that called? Salted caramel crunch. Oh my oh. gosh. That is like beyond amazing. Like beyond okay. amazing. Hey, uh, that's always the goal. Like I always say, I want everything to taste super naughty, but be nice. Do you know what <laughs> oh, I mean? I like that. I want it to and be, you know, like I want it to taste like it's bad for you mm-hmm. in like that good way, but secretly have only but good things in it. That's always the goal. Well, mission accomplished because it, it's, yes, it tastes sinful. And oh, it's like, the stuff is like crack. It's so hard to stop eating. Stop. Yeah, I can I eat know, the whole car, no problem. I actually so got nice. to meet you, Monique, a year ago. So a lot of people yes. don't know that. I, You were the first person I think I ever connected with in terms of an affiliate partnership. And you um, were amazing. And I remember I was just starting out on Instagram and, and you reached out to me and said, you know, I'd love to send you something. Let me know what you think. And my response to you, I think you probably don't remember this, but I was like deer in headlights. I was like, why? Like, why would you send me something? <laughs> and your answer was so, I'll never forget it. You were like- women support women. Like, right. Why wouldn't I? Like, why not? And I just thought that's the kind of person who I want to hitch my wagon to. And then when I got to know you, I got to see you in person. I got to meet you. I was like, I, this woman is a health nut. Like she, there is somebody who is, um, sort of the composite of somebody who would be a health nut. It is you in the sense. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost remarkable how you created something that tastes so good from such wholesome ingredients. So yeah. do you want to kind of talk us through like the genesis of it all with Coco? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much. I know I, it was so fun to meet you last year. First of all, I mean, that was like such a treat and we got to hang out with you and your family and my boys and oh my gosh, I was just was thinking so about fun. that today or yesterday. Actually, I was like, God, that was a year ago. That was over a year ago. Yeah. It's like crazy how time flies, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I definitely experienced some um, things with my health. Um, you know, I, as far as the product itself, um, it was something I was, you know, making for myself for probably about seven years. I was making it as something, you know, selfishly just to, you know, indulge my own sweet tooth because I had some dietary restrictions, you know, like for one dairy, like I don't do dairy if I do do dairy, I do very little of, you know, a goat or sheep's milk cheeses. But other than that, I avoid dairy because um, my body doesn't like it. And I realized that. So I, I eliminated the dairy. So I was like, well, I want something that's kind of like a milk chocolate, but not can't have milk, you know? So I was constantly playing, constantly creating. So I, this was, you know, something that I created, like I said, to indulge my own sweet tooth. And I also wanted it to be low sugar without it being sugar-free because I don't necessarily enjoy diet products, you know what I mean? And like, you know, um, things that have like super lows and things like that in it. And I'm like, well, I need to have that healthy balance. So using a raw sugar a little bit with, you know, paired with a really good high quality stevia, I found like this nice ratio that really, I was really happy with. Um, and again, it had to be made from whole foods because, you know, that's where I was in my own, you know, health journey was I was eliminating processed foods, you know, as much as I I don't like to demonize anything. I don't like to demonize foods. I don't like to say like, Hey, you can't have this. And you can't, I mean, my kids, they eat everything, but I would say that 95% of my diet is going to be probably whole, you know, unprocessed foods just because I feel best that way. Mm -hmm. And when I got to that point where I was going to launch this as a business, you know, that's kind of my attitude about it. I, again, I don't want to demonize foods and say like, Hey, you can't, or you shouldn't eat, you know, this or that. But I knew if I was going to put something out into the world, it had to be something that I could stand behind that, um, you know, that I knew was an integrity with myself, you know, and, and, and and to be frank, there's so much junk out there and there's so many things harming our bodies out there. I'm like, I want to be the exception, not the rule. I want to be, you know, have something that's going to be for a lot of people, very useful in their diet, you know, so that they're able to have something sweet that they can truly indulge in and enjoy but it's not going to have the things in it that sometimes throw off our endocrine systems and, you know, our hormones and maybe trigger us, you know, with anxiety. For me, I had really bad anxiety, especially after the birth of my first son and panic attacks and things like that. And so um, I knew that, you know, diet, sleep, 
you know, all those things were really important. And there were certain things that would trigger me. And, you know, a lot of those things were like, you know, high sugar foods, you know, I wouldn't sleep as good. And then the next day I would feel bad. And so it was like this balance for me. I'm like, okay, I want to have it all without having it all, if that makes sense. So I, um, yeah, so that's basically why, why I developed it, but I created it like I said, just to indulge myself. And then, um, I was eating it, giving it to friends and family just over the holidays, um, or for, you know, birthdays, I'd make it for people. But what's funny is when I was making it, I was giving it to people as solid chocolate. So I was making it into bark, breaking it up, having it on ice. And then I would give it to people as like, you know, like, Oh, here, but you got to store it in your refrigerator. Here's your chocolate. And they'd be like, Oh my gosh, it's so good. You need to sell it. And and my attitude then, because, well, especially because I have little, little kids, I was like, well, I'm just not in that place right now. You know, I, I, I'm not looking to start a business right now. And two, I'm like, it melts. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. I'm like, it melts. Like, I don't want to have to deal with like storage issues and, you know, refrigeration. I'm like, that just sounds like a, like a nightmare, you know? And, yeah. and so, like I said, for about seven years, I was just six, seven years, we were just, you know, eating and enjoying it. And then, um, so I guess I should, should. I can share at this point what happened, what, what really propelled me into launching this into a business was um, the separation from my then ex, you know, my husband. And so we had a very sudden um, split and it was one I wasn't prepared for. It was one that I had not planned for. It was one that wasn't um, agreed upon. <laughs> so without going into too many details, it was one of those like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like not, you know, this isn't good. And my biggest thing was I didn't want to leave my kids. I, they, you know, I had a two-year-old at home still in diapers. I had, my oldest was just turning six and I, I refused to give up on being with them as much as possible. And I didn't want to put my youngest in daycare nothing against daycare. I just didn't want to do it. It wasn't what I planned for. If this was something I had set up for myself, it would be different, but it wasn't. So, um, that being said, I just started racking my brain. Like, what can I do? Like, what can I do to like, you know, support my family and also, you know, be able to be with them. And, um, that being said, I was able to, I, so I have a degree in acting and I started doing costuming. Um, Mm-hmm. So I went to an art school. So creating is my thing. Like I love creating. That's how I think about food too. It's, it's a, it's an art for me. So, um, I went to an art school. I have a degree in acting and I was doing costuming prior to, um, you know, having kids and all of that. And so I started doing costuming again, started making extra money. My girlfriend um, runs a school and she had their theater program there. And so I was able to do all their, their costuming, which was super fun. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I uh, was able to use that money slowly but surely and uh, save it. And for about a couple of years, um, it took me two years to really kind of like slowly build this, this business. Um, I was able to plug it into um, buying supplies, getting the label designed. Two um, years. Wow. Yeah. It took me two years because I was not, like I said, I hadn't planned for this. It was very, you know, I was trying to just survive at that point. So I just had to slowly save. And it took me about two years. And then um, I was able to launch the business in 2017. And um, from there, it's just grown. So um, yeah, it, it was like the, one of those moments where when I, you know, like I said, when I split, it was like, what am I going to do? Oh my gosh. Okay. I can, I need to leverage this into a business now. You know what I mean? I can, I need to make this thing that I love and created into something bigger and then share it with the world and, you know, hopefully really kind of like, you know, uh, enrich their lives, you know, you know, with, with something that's actually, you know, generally healthier for you. How did you come up with the brainstorm? Cause you've got these chocolate bars you're making, they're melting. How did you come up with the, like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put these in a jar and it's going to be a spread. And then if people want to make them back in the chocolate, how did, how did that connection happen? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've never, such a good know, question. I do these cute recipes, like you can make chocolate bars. I, we literally yeah. just eat it out of the jar. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. delicious. Or I'll eat it on Katie's EPO bars. It's like, how did, how did that brainstorm come? Like, that's a cool moment. 
No, it was literally the middle of the night. I'll never forget it because I would wake up in the middle of the night. And I couldn't sleep because I was constantly stressed about like what I was going to do and what was next and how was I going to make, you know, my life work at that point. So I was trying to figure out. So <laughs> I was actually thinking for a while, oh, maybe I'll do it like a network marketing business and I'll create this like, you know, class where I'll go to people's like homes and I'll teach them how to make it. And then I'll teach them how to make it. And then they can teach people how to make it. And I thought I could kind of like, you know, I hate to say network marketing, but it was like, oh, maybe I could do this kind of like, you know, in-home party mm -hmm. thing where it was like, you know, they could learn how to make it themselves. That was a thing in 2017 for sure. Yes. Like, yes. Arbonne and yeah. all those. Yeah. Yeah. doTERRA, all that stuff. I was like, okay, maybe this is a way to like, you know, kind of like build a business with this chocolate. And then that I'm way glad you didn't to, go that route. I hate that I know. stuff. I'm actually, I'm happy I didn't go that route because it didn't feel right. I'm going to be honest. It didn't mm -hmm. feel right. And that's why I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I always say like, if it doesn't feel right, like in my body, like if I don't feel really peaceful about the decisions I'm making, it's a no-go. Like mm -hmm. I'll drag my feet for days, months, years, if that, you know, maybe until I feel good about it. But that was um, not, that wasn't it. So I was, I was trying to brainstorm in the middle of the night woke up one night I just remember I had that moment where I went oh, and I thought oh my gosh I'll just set up, sell it as a soft spread and they can make their own chocolate if they want and it was like I said that moment where I felt peace where mm -hmm. I was like this is it this is exactly what I need to do with this and um from there it was just go time it was like okay like I said I started putting money aside was saving for a couple of years and you know, like the first thing was just researching, you know, packaging, getting my, my design, getting my label made, even though I didn't have the product yet, you know, just little things. I would just chip away at it. And, um, that was the beginning. And now here we are five years later, and it's just amazing to me, you know, how much it's grown. And I'm so thankful. And I just absolutely love being able to, you know, create the recipes for people and, and, and share what, what, I genuinely love, you know, and for me, you know, my, I love my sweets. So I know I'm not alone. It's like, I know I'm my customer in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, that's just why it was easy for me to kind of like, you know, meet people. Cause I, you know, it was like, Oh, Hey, I see you. Like, mm -hmm. we're so like, I see you. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, macros, fitness, all these. Yes, 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 absolutely. Like, you know, I'm on your page. I'm on your team. Like, you know, Maybe we can work together. So Monique, recently, I'm sure that you've seen this trend on Instagram. There's been a whole, we, we did a podcast on it, like a whole lot of conversation about diet culture and like, where do you yeah. stand? Which side are you on? Like there's every, people just seem to want to put a line in the sand about it. And you've created a product that I think has the ability by some to be exploited within diet culture. Um, because mm -hmm. it is an item that you can call clean or that you can call healthy or you can call macro friendly or fits into like any number of spaces um, in an environment that's currently kind of volatile. Like people have a lot of feelings about that these days. Mm -hmm. Have you felt any of that effect with your, in your experience with your brand? No, I okay. personally don't feel like I have um, only because like I said, I've been really careful, especially from the beginning, as much as I like to share macros and not all the time, but I do, I'll share macros. I do share the nutrition. I do like to highlight the fiber, the protein, the fact that it's low sugar, things like that. Cause I think it's important to a lot of people and not because it's diet friendly, but because people are just wanting to live healthfully and feel good. So, you know, people watch those things, not just because they want to be skinny or like, you know, be healthy, you know, like, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. This is about your health. Like, you know, a lot of people have certain allergies, you know, certain sensitivities, you know, to gluten, to dairy. So for me, it's really important to highlight, highlight those things because I know that that helps promote a healthier lifestyle for a lot of people. You know, and like I said, there's a lot of stuff in the world that doesn't necessarily do our bodies good. And I, again, I don't demonize it, but I, I, I would much rather be the exception than the rule and put something out there that I feel like, you know, people can go like, okay, at least I know what's in it. Cause I, my standards are super high. Half of the ingredients are organic. Like you know, I I'm very specific about like what I use and, you know, it's, it's gotta have you know, the highest quality 
whole food ingredients. That's it. I don't like to use like the, the artificial sugars, you know, um, the, the fibers, you know what I mean? Like the, um, uh, the stuff that they put in the quest bars, I forget what it's called, but it's oh, like, like the, sugar uh, alcohol or fiber. Yes. Yes. Like all the soluble fibers and the, and all that. I just, well, I that don't can wreck people up as far as like, stuff. I gave up yeah. quest bars years ago because I actually yeah. like, I know some people don't like the texture and flavor of those. I adored them mm-hmm. and wow, I ate way too many of those <laughs> and realized yeah. like, Oh, that's what's making me like all bloated and have like terrible gas. So yeah, yeah, it's always better like, to like leave the, that stuff out when you can. It's just you know, I mean, I still consume that stuff too, like sugar alcohols and things like that, like urethanol and stuff like that. But I don't use it in excess, and I don't again want to use it in my products. Like I just mm-hmm. don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, just to be an in integrity with myself and the brand. Well, Monique, I love that. And I feel like you and I really connected because our story is so similar, both in terms of our health issues. So for the listeners, and I'm sure they know I have an autoimmune disease. I struggled with my health since I was in my early twenties and really did have to make significant dietary changes over the years to, to like, to mitigate my symptoms and to not necessarily put my disease in remission because it never will be, but just to manage the, um, just make, just make sure that it is not going to get any worse. And I know that that's one component. And the other is, you know, you and I both went through a divorce and one that was not what we wanted or expected. It just came out of nowhere. So I know that like punch in the gut feeling, we were like, oh shit, excuse my language, but (laughs) you know, the trajectory of my life that I thought was going to happen is, is not, and I have to figure something out. And I really admire you because I was fortunate enough at the time where I was like a small business owner. I was just doing personal training. Um, so pretty much on my own, but I had that like safety net of my husband in case, you know, things went awry or whatever. It was like a slow month. And so when that ended, I was like, what am I going to do? Luckily I had my parents to fall back on for a period of time. But if you don't have family, if you, I I can imagine if I had two young kids and it was incredibly scary. So, but it's interesting too. I'm sure you can like look back and put the pieces together where some of our darkest moments are really what, you know, lets the light shine through and can catapult us into doing something that is really going to be our, our mission, you know, our passion, our purpose. And I was having this conversation with someone the other day. It's like, I'm actually grateful for that experience because I know I would not be talking to you guys right now. Like I'm, if I was still in that marriage, hundred percent do not think I would have started my online business. No way. Just like, you know, everything, all the, and I can't say it for sure, but I mean, that's kind of what I feel in my heart of hearts. Um, Cause I felt like very safe. Oh, I don't need to step out of my comfort zone, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a really empowering feeling, but I also understand that kind of just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? This feels really scary. I have two kids to support. So I give you all of the credit for, you know, going out there and what I call like being resourceful and, and, and like having the self-trust to like figure it out and just, you know, keep plugging away until you made it work. Because as we know, whether it's a business, a body, um, it's not going to happen overnight and you just have to keep going. So that's one thing. But the other thing, like I was saying earlier is, you know, the food sensitivities and having to be very careful with the things that we put in our body when we have health issues where food can be a trigger. And Mm -hmm. I know how isolating it felt for me because I was on some very restrictive diets for years and years. And I remember like coming up with like all those concoctions kind of that you would do, you know, to like, well, this is going to help me at least feel like I, um, I'm not quite the outcast or I can still enjoy some of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. And it's not about good and bad foods because as we know, like there's no good food, there's no bad food, but let's be honest for some people, like, Hey, even broccoli can trigger people, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's really about your individual response to a food, how your body tolerates it. So the fact that you were able to do something, not only for enjoyment for yourself, but now all these other people who might not be able to partake in some of those things that they really used to enjoy. So thank you. 
no, thank you. No, I totally, it's funny because I felt the same way. I was like, oh, Marcy, I totally see her. I get her hundred percent. Cause I'm like, I've been there. Like I've gone through so many similar things trying really, honestly, it was like getting really in tune with my body and figuring out what was good for me. Not what I was being told what was good for me mm-hmm. because I was working with so many people and holistic uh, nutritionalists. I did Reiki. I did like acupuncture. I mean, I've done everything. I've done all the herbs. I've done all the things and, you know, done therapy. And it was like, wait, I have all the answers. Like I know what's good for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if I just listen to my body, like you said, you know, broccoli might not be a great, you know, food for some people. And it's like, yeah, it's not about like it just being like clean. It's about what, I mean, I, I saw a uh, nutritionist and she, I heard you guys talk about it last week, the blood type diet. And she had me doing the blood type diet for a short time. That didn't work for me. Like she told me like no soy foods and you know, I need to eat a lot of red meat. And it's like, the truth is I don't like, and I, my body loves soy. Like not everybody likes soy. Mm. My body loves soy. Like it's my, my hormones love it. Like my body loves soy. If it's good quality soy, like organic soy, my body loves it. And that's not true for everybody, but it's like, I also, you know, geek out on my blood markers. When I go to the doctor, you know, I have all my blood panel done and I'm looking at my, my numbers and I see what based off my diet, when my body is doing its best. Mm -hmm. And I realize no one else is going to give me that information. It really has to come from me having that self-awareness and then being my own advocate, you know, and figuring that out because even when you go to the doctor, this is how I feel they're waiting for me to tell them what, what they want to tell me next. Do you know what I mean? Like they're saying, like, they're asking me questions because they know that I'm the one that's going to have the most information, right. About me. And then if I say, oh no, this is normal for me, they go, okay. And then they let something go. If I tell them like, oh, this is new and I'm worried about it. They go, they perk up and then they pay attention. Well, then let's do a test. Let's do this. Let's do that. So it's like, I think it's important, you know, this is kind of off track here, but just to be really you know, to trust yourself, like you're saying, whether it's in business, whether it's, you know, with your health, whether it's like, you know, relationships, whatever it is, like you have all the answers. No one on the outside really does. And so it's just kind of building that. And that's something that I feel like as a business owner has really kind of strengthened that confidence for me, because I do have a lot of um, faith when it comes to what I'm doing with my business. And that kind of trickles down into the other aspects of my life. Um, I mean, just as a side note, my, both my parents were entrepreneur, entrepreneurs. They both were self-employed. Much of my mom's side of the family is self-employed. My sister's self-employed. Even my ex-husband was self-employed. We were all in self-employed. So like, that was kind of like, that's what I, you know, I, I can't imagine having, I mean, I've had, you know, nine to five jobs in the past, but few, I mean, even after college, um, my sister and I shortly after opened our own clothing boutique and we had a clothing store. Um, for about seven years. And then we had our first boys and that's when we decided, okay, we're going to stay home. And, you know, we transitioned at that point. So for most of my adult life, I've owned a business. And to be honest, I can't think of not owning my own business. So even when I was brainstorming, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? As much as I wanted to leverage this, you know, product into a business, I also was thinking, well, what else can I do where I'm self-employed? Because I just wanted to like, I I just knew that that was going to give me the freedom and the flexibility and the growth that I was craving and wanting and hungry for in my life to be able to, you know, be the person I wanted to be and the mom I wanted to be, you know? I mean, I love that my boys get to see their mom who was really struggling, you know, build something from nothing to what it is today, you know, to a six figure business that's doing amazing. Like, I'm super thankful. I'm like, this is such a gift that I'm going to be able to give them, you know? And as much as, you know, I want to even do more for them. It's like, they're, they're watching me, you know, not quit, you mm-hmm. know, they're not watching, you know what I mean? It's like that whole, like, okay. So I'm super thankful. Like you said, Marcy, I'm so thankful for all the stuff that I've gone through, like you said, with the divorce and like, yeah, what a gift, like all of that. Like you said, it pushed you, you know, propelled you into doing the things, building your business. And that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, this was a gift. This forced me to really do some, you know, deep dives in myself, do a lot of, you know, I, I, I'm part of a coaching program. And, you know, for me, I need to constantly fuel that, that 
empowered part of myself that feels, you know, like um, I can do more and keep going. So I need to, you know, feed my, my brain positivity and empowerment tools. And I think that that's like something that's so important, especially as an entrepreneur, you, you have to do that. Like, cause there's nobody that's going to tell you what to do, right? Like when you're self-employed, there, I have no boss, you know, no one's telling me I got to get up and, you know, ship or do this or do no one's telling me I got to do anything. You know, I have to give myself those tasks and create like, okay, I'm going to have this list. I got, I got to do my Facebook ads. I got to do my content. I got to reach out to this person. I got to order these supplies. I got to schedule this production. I got, you know what I mean? It's like, okay. And then that's on me. Mm-hmm. That's the fun part at the same time. And you right? did all of this, like, while you had some health struggles too, right? I did. Well, I would say that the health struggles are what triggered my dietary changes. So after the birth of my first son, um, I, I had thyroid uh, problems. I was hypothyroid. So I was really tired and, you know, I was struggling and I had, you know, debilitating anxiety. And I also, like, it was definitely postpartum. And then, um, also my hormones were a wreck. I mean, I mean, to be very honest, I mean, I wasn't having having a cycle for about three years. So it was, it was almost like, I felt like I was in pre-menopause. Um, and it was rough. Um, so when I was exploring, like I said, doing all the things and, you know, acupuncture, which I mean, these things do help. I, I did do a lot of things. It just kind of was my journey to figuring out, like I said, what was best for me. Um, but I will say that all those things, um, I can confidently say, like, I don't have those issues anymore. Like my thyroid's fine. You know, it actually regulate. as soon as they put, so they put me on medication, which I didn't understand it at the time. He was like, oh, you're going to give you Synthroid. And this may not be true for everybody, but I knew mine was triggered by my lifestyle. Like I knew it was because I wasn't sleeping. I knew it was because my diet was crappy. I knew it was because of, it was like self-inflicted things that I wasn't doing for myself. I was like, okay, he puts me on Synthroid. And I said, well, how long do I have to take this? He's like, oh, forever. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm not taking this forever. Like I'm 30, you know, three years old. Like I'm not taking this forever. So I just stopped taking it. That's why I started seeking out holistic ways to support my health. That's kind of what took me on that journey. And then through that journey is how I, you know, through trial and error, figured out what worked, what didn't work. You know, it's like they say, you know, take what works, leave the rest. And that's what, that's basically what happened. Yeah. What I I'll take from me. Oh, go ahead, Marcy. Oh no, I was just going to say, you know, same thing. Like we could get really upset. Like why did, why did this happen to me? Why did I get a, an illness, a chronic illness, whatever it is, but it's the thing that catapulted you. So a blessing in disguise, it happened for a reason. And I, I know some people don't like that phrase, but I really do believe it's true. And you can always turn your struggles into, into triumph, you know? So yeah, 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 that's amazing. Um, and I want to go back really quick to what you were saying about being an entrepreneur and like, yes, you have, you know, a business coach or, you know, program that you're in as like a source of support, but I always tell people like, no, one's coming to save you. So whether that is you're building a business or you are working with a coach on your health, your fitness, like whatever it may be, that person is just giving you a roadmap. You Mm -hmm. still have to execute. So they can say, you know, go reach out to this podcast person, post this on social media. But if you have that kind of fear in you, whether it's a limiting belief or, you know, any type of resistance, then it can be what impedes you from taking action. So yeah, at the end of the day, like you have to do the work so you can have mm-hmm. all of the knowledge. And uh, I know Kim calls it like procrastinating, but there's also procrastinating. So oh, I'm just <laughs> a little bit more information yeah. like, oh, I'll start when I feel comfortable. And it's like, no, you just have to, to bite the bullet and, and do it. And that's exactly- you gotta get really comfortable being uncomfortable. Well, yeah. And I mean, obviously there was a fire that was lit under you because you were kind of in these like dire circumstances and had to figure something out. Um, So that's, you know, that helps for sure. But yeah, you could have easily just said, oh, I'm going to go get a nine to five job or exactly Exactly. secure and like, I know we'll pay the bills, but no, you've got to listen to 
that fire inside for sure. Um, and then also the other thing, Monique, that you've been talking about is, is really integrity. And I feel like that is so important when you are a business owner. So honesty, transparency, and really feeling good about your product. And that's one thing that I really appreciate about you because again, all my food sensitivities, like I do not touch gluten with a 10 foot pole. And I have not for probably 12 years at this point, that is what I need to feel my best. But I am also sensitive to things like oats, which can be contaminated with gluten. So I remember, oh gosh, I think when I was first going to eat the, uh, my favorite flavor is the, uh, the iced oatmeal cookie. Iced oatmeal. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I reached out to you and was like, Hey, I'm not trying to be a pain here, but is the, are, are the oats certified gluten-free? Cause like, if not, then maybe I can't have it. And I know that feels very nitpicky, but for me, that is what I need. And I so appreciate you. Yes. Being transparent. Whereas there's a lot of companies these days where you, you're not going to get that honesty. Like for example, I had some food sensitivity testing done a while ago that showed I was intolerant um, to an ingredient that I figured was in my almond milk. So I reached out to the company, Hey, is this in your almond milk? And then I said, Oh, sorry. It's a proprietary, I can't say it. Proprietary. proprietary. <laughs> like we, we can't tell you. I'm like, yeah, because I'm going to go and rip off your product and like try to make it and sell it myself. Like, come on. So they like, they lost a customer. If there is a day where I can like reintroduce that, I will not be using that product because, and I get, you know, logistics and like whatever, but yeah, it really left bad taste in my mouth for sure. Oh yeah. I, I can only imagine. And to be honest, if that ingredient is in there, it should be on the label. Uh-huh. Well, it, it's covered up as natural flavor. Oh, yeah. what ingredient so, was it? What? You know, what, what, ingredient? what ingredient was it? Yeah. A vanilla, which is in like, oh, really? yeah. Yeah. So I figured yeah. like it was an unsweetened almond milk but it still has natural flavors. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm sure that vanilla is one of them. Yeah. Even things like the Zevia, the Waterloo that I drink, uh, mm -hmm. those have natural flavors also. So I'm like, yep. I just want to cover my butt. So you never know. So sure enough, I reached out to Zevia and all of the three flavors that I love the most had the vanilla in there. So, but at least really? they wanted with me. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, the vanilla that I use, it is a pure vanilla. So it uh -huh. is not, you know, uh, there's no, added ingredients to it. And that's something that, you know, again, is like really important to me. Like I, I check with every single one of my suppliers and everything has to be, um, you know, it's, it's, it's food-based and that's it. You know what I mean? There's no, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no added chemical size, even the stevia, it's pure stevia. It's pure, yes. it is processed into, into the powder, but it, the stevia itself is a single food ingredient, you know, and that's really important to me. Like everything has to be of a single food ingredient source and not, you know, chemicals, um, preservatives, fillers, dyes, things like that. So I make sure that everything that I use, and, and there's only a couple uh, of my spreads that I actually add flavoring to the rest don't have flavoring at all. Like the peanut butter cup, the original, the OG, that's the one that's like, you know, been around. That was like my very first spread. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just peanut butter. You know I mean? There's no added flavor to that one. Um, and uh, chocolate brownie batter. And um, well, I have another one coming out too, but um, oh, that's not gonna, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, which I know I was gonna share. We all got very excited. I'm like, can you tell <laughs> yes. about there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I was going to now I haven't shared it all about it. So I was going to share here. Um, I am launching um, a protein peanut butter. Oh, so yay. it is going to be Yeah, so it's vegan. It's dairy free. And I'm really happy with it. Um, it's all, you know, plant based. Um, it's got uh, peanut protein, which I know you have a sensitivity to peanuts, correct? Me? Yes. Yeah. 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 I sure don't. <laughs> I know. I love peanuts. I know. I know. It's not Well, it's, I, I plan on doing some almond ones too, which I don't know if you're doing almonds again, Marcy, but I, I, weren't you eliminating those for a while too? Yeah. Yeah. And again, like that was one of my food sensitivities that it came back. So I only have to do it for a period of time. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So this one, I'm, I plan on doing some almond ones too, but I'm really happy with it. And it's, it's, 
it's so good. It's so good. And it's so clean. And it doesn't have, like I said, whey protein. Like I'm not, I'm just not a big fan of those, um, you know, whey protein isolate and things like that. And a lot of people have a problem digesting them. And so, you know, for me, again, my product has to be vegan. It has to be low sugar. It has to be gluten-free and it has to be made from whole foods. And that's exactly what I've done here. Cause so many of those, uh, peanut butter, protein, peanut butters, they have a lot of added ingredients in there. I mean, when I look at a label and I see, and again, this is just me, when I, when I see, you know, lines and lines of ingredients, you know, and parentheses, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too much. Like, this is just too much for me because, um, again, to be in integrity with me and my brand, it's gotta just be, you know, simple, 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 but again, not taste like it's good for you. So mm-hmm. that's going to be coming out July 4th, 4th of July. Ooh. And I'm super excited. And with that, I'm also doing a little bit of a rebrand. I've rebranded um, the label and slowly, but surely I'll be transitioning all the um, spreads into the new design. And I'm super excited about that. Yeah. So this is we. a little bit of change of topic, but I didn't, are you vegan? Okay. So I'm not, I'm no, I would say again, like I said, I'm not big on hard rules with diet. Like I don't say I'm anything because like I said, I've gone through so many things with my health and tried everything and realized there it's not black and white. You have to do what's right for your body and what you feel good on. The majority of my diet is going to be as far as animal products go. I don't eat a lot of animal, animal uh, protein, except for egg whites and fish. Um, I will eat chicken or steak if I want it, if I crave it, but generally speaking on my day-to-day, you know, eating, cause I'm such a creature of habit. I'll eat the same thing every day for months and months and months. I'm super predictable. Um, but I only really kind of eat egg whites and, um, and fish on a regular basis. And then, um, as far as dairy goes, like I said, I do a little bit of like sheep's milk, like Romano, things like that. Um, but not a lot. And I kind of lean towards more, uh, vegan plant-based products and things like that. Got it. Tell and, I mean, I know that too is I'm, I'm a person like that too. Like I can eat the same thing forever and ever and ever, oh, so which makes my, like when I share my food on my stories, I'm like, this gets really boring because it's like, <laughs> yes, I, I have been eating the same breakfast for five weeks now. So no one, no one wants to see my, my avocado toast with cottage cheese right now. They don't need to see it. That's what why I don't gonna... share my food on my stories. What's that? That's why I don't share my food on my stories. Yeah, I do. I do. And like the other day, I'm like, it's the first salad I've had in weeks. I'm going to show everybody because I got sick of salad, but um, I really am a creature habit too. So what are some of your go-to meals? Like, what do you like to eat? Okay. So for gosh, probably like a good six months, I was doing the egg white oatmeal every morning. That was like my breakfast every single morning. Super predictable with like good with cocoa bar drizzled on top. That's a thing. No, I actually, okay. So I'm generally a purist. I, as much as I you know, I share a lot of recipes with cocoa bar on top. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a spooner. Like I spoon it. I like it chilled. I mean, that's how I made it originally was to just, Let, we should take a own. quick poll. Like of the four of us, how do you consume your cocoa bar? Cause now I'm curious that the creator is a purist. So Mars, how do you, how do you consume it? Out of the jar. Like I literally just eat it off a spoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Like we just, my daughter and I literally just like spoon it up. I put it like, you know, I'm big on not eating things out of jars because I'll eat too much. And so, but I'll take my serving and like plop it on a plate and I just, I just eat it. I, I must eat pretzels. Interesting. Okay. I'm, I've always been someone who has either created a recipe with it or use mm. it as a topping. And I think for me, and, and then this is just coming to me now, I think it's so I can have it every single day of my life. I, I really mm-hmm. think that if I, and it's not that you couldn't have it every day off the spoon, but I think i I don't know if I would stop with just one spoon and I get the idea of like sitting down and having your serving, but like one, sir, I'd rather have my <laughs> serving on something. Okay. So this is where, this is where I get like, really like I'll actually, you know, I'll track and do all that stuff. And like, you know, my fitness pal, I don't track cocoa bar. <laughs> so like, okay. that's where I go off the grid. That's like awesome. that's where I'm just like, totally not like, tra- I'm like, oh yeah, it's about whatever, you know, I'm like, because honestly, a couple times a month, you know, it's just, it is what it is, you know, hormones kick in and like, I'll go hard. I'll go hard on the cocoa bar. And I just like, whatever, this is just Mm. how it goes. You know, clearly it's working for you. Well, it's, 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 you know, it, it, I just, 
I don't care. Like, I'm like, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I know again, what's in it. I'm not worried about it. It's, you know, it doesn't make me feel terrible. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not every day. Um, but I don't, I don't keep track of how much I eat. of that. <laughs> like, Monique, really, what's your favorite flavor? Oh gosh. It kind of changes. Yeah. But I do, I will say that if I feel like I'm, I, so I love the peanut butter. It's my original. Um, I could eat that one every single day. Um, and I love the mint, which I'm sad to say actually stopped producing it for the time being. Um, cause not everybody's a chocolate mint person. And as much mm. as I love it, um, I think it would actually make more of a, 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 a seasonal flavor. It would make more of a better seasonal flavor. So I'm going to transition and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of focus on the salted caramel crunch, the iced oatmeal and, um, the chocolate brownie batter and the peanut butter cup. Um, but I mean, I love them all. I feel like they all have a, you know, a place, like it just depends on what I'm eating when I'm eating it. You know, like when I do like the, <clears throat> the protein ice cream, like I generally like using the mint or the chocolate brownie batter because they're more of a strong flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I love about it when it's chilled, which I don't know if everybody notices this or, you know, realizes this, but what I love about my spreads is the fact that, you know, a lot of chocolate's really waxy when it's cold. You know what I mean? Like where it's kind of like waxy when you chew it, it doesn't really mm-hmm. melt in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like one of those weird textural things. And with my spread, as soon as it hits your lips and it gets in your mouth, it just kind of melts in your mouth. You know what I mean? So even if it's cold, it melts in your mouth. It doesn't have that weird waxiness yeah. to it. Yeah. And I think it's the fact that, you know, the, the ingredients are just, you know, whole foods and there's no oil in it. There's no oil whatsoever. Um, so it just, it's a different experience for me, but I mean, as far as breakfast, like you were saying, like I was doing the oatmeal forever. And then now, you know, like my go-to every morning is I do, I'm on like a green smoothie kick. Like I usually do those when it gets closer to spring and summer. Um, it's just so refreshing. Um, and I do greens, I do protein powder. Um, right now I do zucchini spinach cause they're so neutral tasting mm-hmm. strawberries, protein, my pea protein, and, um, I put stevia and, um, what else do I put in there? Oh, chia seeds. Mm. And, um, yeah, and it makes me happy. It's like my happy drink. Like every time I drink it, I'm like, oh, I'm happy. Like mm. it just like goes straight into your blood system and you're like, hi, I'm happy. No. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. Cause like you have definitely been creative with this business from everything to the packaging, the labeling, all of that, which I think is so cute. So I'll be curious to see what the Brie brand looks like. Cause I love what it is right now, yeah. but you know, oh, it's, thanks. It's, it's nice for a refresh every now and then. Um, but yeah. how do you come up with the flavors and just yeah. these continuous reiterations? Like, Oh, I want to try this now. And like, and how long does it take you mm. uh, to like really to finalize it? Well, I try not to rush them too much because for me, like, again, the quality has to be really high. I don't want it to, I don't want to ever just put anything out for the sake of putting it out. I want it to be again, integrity. Like I want to stand behind and be like, no, this is it. Um, and going back to dragging my feet, if I don't feel hundred percent confident about a flavor, I'll just like drag my feet. I'm putting one out. Cause I'm like, mm, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, but it's just, I play in the kitchen. I play, I, I, I buy, you know, certain ingredients. I sample them. Um, and uh play with the ratios but you know it's a lot of it comes from my personal preference you know like Mm -hmm. like I want to I have a a lemon one you know that I'm working on Mm -hmm. I have um like a an espresso one I'm working on like I have some you know ones that I plan on releasing um but how about a fall one with like pumpkin Oh yeah. See and and it's so funny because my boyfriend actually said the same thing he said you know oh you got to do a pumpkin one I'm not a huge pumpkin fan that's why I haven't done it yet. I know. I know. And everybody maple? is. And then he was saying the same thing. He's like, you got to do it because people love it. And I'm like, you know, it's right. It's not just about me. Right. This is yeah. about them. This is about what you, people want. You, I have to you gotta taste test it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I would love to send you guys some samples to taste us. What, what about uh, like a maple flavor for, I'm, I personally prefer maple over pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Well, I how think about pumpkin no? maple. Yeah. Pumpkin. Kim's giving me a look over there, but I think it would be a maple glorious. girl. Pumpkin rolls. <laughs> You're like, people have, it's so funny, but everyone has to have, everyone's got their preferences. It's That's true. important. You know, like when people say, oh, this one's my favorite. I'm like, I love that you have a favorite. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that you don't love them all. Like you should have a favorite. You should have, you know, the ones that are your go-tos. That's the way it works. Like, it's not, you know, 
I have some, like I have them defined for like which version of my oat yeah. bars that I'm making. Like for zucchini, it is peanut butter cup. And for cauliflower, it is iced oatmeal cookie. Yeah. I don't know why, because generally vegetables are not like paired with sweets, but for whatever <laughs> reason, like when, when all the ingredients come together and it bakes up, like they are perfection. And, and I don't deviate from that. Like if I'm out of iced oatmeal cookie, I will only make zucchini pumpkin oat bars and vice versa. It depends on what I have on hand. And it's just, I I mean, Monique, they're just so outstanding and so delicious and amazing. And I think that a lot of people would agree that like you've changed the game for enjoying foods and enjoying treats that maybe you wouldn't otherwise have for a, a variety of reasons. It now is available to people because of what you've made. And that's just remarkable. And we certainly are, are excited and enthusiastic about, about the future for you Aww, as well. So excited. I want, I want to throw, excuse me, I want to throw one more flavor into the hat. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> you guys are probably going to roll your eyes, but, and I feel like this is more, it does better as like an artificial flavor is pistachio. I feel like it's so oh, oh, I love pistachio. Oh yeah. my gosh. But again, like I'm thinking of like the macarons that I had in Paris and the, the sugar-free mm-hmm. jello pudding and like some other things where, yeah, I do think it's more of like an artificial pistachio flavor, but oh, if you can get it right, I think mm-hmm. you feel like if you sweeten it with the stevia, it could be really good. No, that's definitely something I would play with. No, I love pistachio, like pistachio ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like, gosh, oh, so man. good. So I'm good. here for the espresso. So let me know when you've got samples of that yes. one. Coffee no, is I my actually, baby. That one's pretty solid. Like I'm pretty stoked on that one. I just haven't done it because I wanted to do the, the peanut butter, protein peanut butter first. And, you know, I don't like to do too many all at once. Um, I like mm-hmm. to just kind of like highlight them individually yeah. um, and just kind of trickle them out and make sure that like, again, that I'm just hundred percent like solid on like the recipe and everything else before I do it. Cause I do, I care so much. Like I just, I want people to be happy with what they receive. And, you know, I'm constantly playing with the recipes, trying to tweak them to make them better things like that too. Um, but I love it. It's so fun. I absolutely love it. Well, well I, I think like everything, you were- quality over quantity. Yes. That's totally my attitude. Like when people are like, Oh, why didn't you, I'm like, no, I'd rather do, you know, a few things amazing than like 20 things, you know, you know, kind of good, you know, Mm -hmm. I want it to be really exceptional. Is it available in stores anywhere, Monique, or is this all like just order? No, no, it's all um, on the website. So I was doing Amazon for a while, but to be honest, I didn't like the idea of shipping Amazon and having products sit on shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, in storage like that, just, it just, I didn't like it. I didn't like, because I started to realize over time, not as many people ordered off Amazon. They ordered more direct through the website. So that meant the product was sitting at Amazon warehouses longer mm-hmm. than I would like, you know what I mean? So for me to have the freshest experience, I want them to get it as close to the production date as possible. And that means ordering it directly from, from me. Mm-hmm. So, and then as far as stores go, um, that's just not something that I, have pursued for a few reasons. Um, but you know, one namely, I mean, again, as an entrepreneur, strictly from a business standpoint, I've talked to people that own businesses that have food products and it's a nightmare. Um, from what I've heard, you know, as far as that whole process goes, unless you're a really big business, Mm. you know, they really want to buy the product for a low dollar, you know, they want to spend as little as possible buying your product for wholesale. Um, and that usually means that the quality goes down because you're now sourcing ingredients that aren't as high of quality. And um, so they want to buy huge volumes, say they bought 10,000 units. And then if they don't sell, say 8,000, they send them back to you and they want their money back. I have zero interest in that. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not even going to do that. It sounds like a, a lot of work harder, make less kind of like, you know, ratio. I'm like, no, no, no. I would rather work, you know, smarter in that regard. And for me, that means like doing smaller batches, you know, manageable and sourcing them directly to the customer, higher profit margins, every, you know, everyone's happier that way. That's the way I feel about it. Um, Cause I don't, I don't want to compromise on the ingredients. I don't want to compromise. I mean, and to be honest right now, everything's going up, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know like things are, things are not getting cheaper. <laughs> so really not. that means it's even worse right now. And I'm just, I have no interest in, in, in compromising, um, in the quality whatsoever. 
well appreciated and respected. Yeah, yeah, so much. A lot of people, a lot of people sell out, you know, they just yeah. they see a little bit of success and they want more and more and more and yeah, they may get it, but then quality suffers, customer service suffers. And that doesn't yeah. feel good. Like I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. <laughs> I know you wouldn't yeah. be able to either. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing this the right way. Yeah. No, I, I really want to take care of the customer. Like that's number one priority. You know, I mean, if, if I can serve the, the customer to the best of my you know ability, that's always going to be the goal. You know, I, I never want to feel like, oh man, I really let somebody down. Um, and overall, I have to say, I have the most amazing customers, like the most amazing customers. I've, like I said, I owned a clothing store and I'm like, God, it was so different. Then. <laughs> I'm like, this is such a wonderful community. And like the people that support the business are so amazing. Like they're just so supportive. And um, I couldn't be more thankful. Like, I'm so thankful for every single one of them every single day. Well, we'll definitely link in the show notes where people can get Coco Bar. And we, I think, have codes as well. It doesn't matter what you use. They all support Monique. They all support us. It's 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 good. Um, but I think your story is so inspirational. And I love, like, the the themes of, like, trust, integrity, and just basically showing up over an enormous amount of time to make something happen. Like deeply satisfying accomplishments don't happen overnight. Like you stumble, you fall, you have to learn. And when you just said earlier that it took you two years to really take something that you would have perfected in your home and make it sellable, that was kind of a light bulb for me because I feel like so many of us would say, oh, you had figured out like hit send and off you go. And it's like, no, no, no. There's just so much in between that. And I think that just extrapolates to like goals across the land. I mean, no matter what your goal is, um, it's probably going to take longer than you want it to, if it's going to be one of those like deeply satisfying accomplishments. So yeah, it's like, you never want to rush it because I do feel like, you know, when you're rushing anything, you're, you're never going to get the results you really want. Right. It's like, you know, like I said, I have to feel that kind of like peace in my body. And that's when I know it's like the right time to make the next move. But yeah, when you're, that's the other thing I should mention just really quickly is, you know, I didn't take out a big loan to start my business. I mean, that's what a lot of people do. They go, Oh, to start a business, you got to you know, take out a $300,000 loan. I'm like, I wasn't going to do that. Like I've already built a business from nothing. I've already done that. I see how my parents did it. It's, you know, it's baby steps, you know, it's putting in little bits at a time. And that's how I started was by doing these little bits. And, you know, in the very beginning, I was making the chocolate myself, hand pouring it in jars, renting a commercial kitchen, like doing all of this myself. And I was only able to make, you know, 150 in a whole day. You know, it was like crazy how long it would take me to do it. And, and now here I am like five years later, I have a co-packer, a manufacturer, and he can, you know, he could do 1500 in one, one day. And it's like so much easier. And I'm like, God, this is just a totally different world. Mm. Um, but it's, it's never about like, you know, getting to the finish line and like, yeah, like a, a couple week period. It's like, you know, people don't have a lot of patience. And so, um, you know, me, myself included, it's like, you have to really pull yourself back and just kind of like slow yourself down and go like, it doesn't have to happen right now. I can, you know, just keep moving forward, just baby steps, keep like, you know, whatever it is. Like I said, the first thing was designing my label. Okay. Then I did that. I was like, check that box. And then I just kind of like, okay, what's the next thing? Well, I'm going to order my jars, research jars, find out my packaging, but order those, check that box, you know, little by little. Um, and then it's not so daunting. Mm -hmm. It's more manageable in your brain too. Mm -hmm. Um, so true. Yeah. Especially because I did have the kids at home and everything else distracting me. I'm like, I cannot overwhelm my brain. I need like, you know, to make things as simple as possible so that I'm able to execute them. Um, that's that's the tweet, Monique. Making things as simple as possible so you can execute them, like across the board. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really so much, helpful. So much carryover. Like whether someone is listening to this and they have no desire to start a small business, like this story can apply to any type of journey that you are on or that you want to start. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. Great lessons. Well, we thank you so much for being here, Monique. Um, we don't want to take any more of your time. We've, <laughs> we've no way longer than usual. Such a pleasure. I'm so, this has been so fun and I'm so thankful for you guys having me. So thank you so much. Oh, pleasure all. is all ours. Thank you for Thanks, coming. Monique.
And we can't, can't wait to, to taste the new flavors. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm super excited to share. Yeah. yeah you know you what we do live on stories. So thanks everyone for listening and hopefully you will follow up and check Monique out on Instagram. Monique, where can people find you if they haven't found you already? Sure. Um, at Cocoa Bar in a Jar um, is the handle and the website is cocoabarinajar.com. And yeah, and if you, anyone wants to say hi, say hi. I'd love to chit chat and, and you know connect with any and all of you. Um, and if anybody has any questions about business or anything, like I'd love to help anybody who, who, who you know, wants to get something going, wants to start something, like hit me up. I will absolutely share in any way I can and help support in any way I can. Aw, wonderful. Thank yeah. you. You're, Bye, you're amazing. Well, um, thanks. Thanks, Monique. And thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. If you liked this, if it was helpful for you, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review wherever you're listening. It really does help our work get in front of more people. Thanks so much for being here with you, and we'll see you again next week.